Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, welcome to this monthly expert interview. I'm so excited today we're talking about, we're talking to Declan Trainer, a really good friend of mine. Um, I was going to say we saw each other in Belgium, but I guess, did we ever see each other, Declan? We, we had to um, virtually meet in Belgium. So we were both in Belgium and our friend Grania introduced the two of us because mm-hmm. we're, we're very interested in this area of healthy high achievement. So our first meeting was actually, yeah, via Zoom. So we haven't met in person yet. We'll have to make that happen. It feels like we have, though. It's like you, we get so used to the Zoom meetings during lockdown that I don't even know who I saw in person and who I didn't, really. I know. And I think that's a testament probably for, from my side to you, you're, I don't know, just in terms of, cause I wouldn't say I've striked, uh, say a work and relationship and a friendship with people via zoom so much, but I, I've found that we have common interests and it's, it's just really nice to chat to you about everything, healthy, high achievement and just how you're getting on, um, over in Cusco and everything. And yeah, know it's always good. Yeah, absolutely. So we were in Belgium talking virtually and you're in Ireland right now, and I'm in Peru. So here we are in the world of Zoom again. And I'm so excited to be interviewing you today because, you know, you know so much about how to take care of the body when you're super busy. Um, I know you're a personal trainer as well as a stress coach, and you help people, you know, improve their body, mind, and soul. Um, I love your podcast as well. What's the name? Mind, Body, Soul podcast, right? Yeah, Mind, Body, Soul podcast. So mm-hmm. for me, it was always about holistic health because as you'll know from, from your journey is health doesn't just come from one of these four elements, you know, one of either working out, getting your nutrition, right. You know, being spiritual and focusing on the soul or, you know, practicing meditation. It's not just one of these elements. You know, I've seen people in unbelievable physical shape who are really struggling mentally. And I mean, we even Mm -hmm. saw that at the most recent Olympics, you know, people dropping out of events for mental health reasons, and, you know, the more this comes to the fore and the more that it's talked about, I think that the better for, for all of us. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that just reminds me of something my brother told me when I was 15 and I was struggling with fibromyalgia, extreme fatigue, you know, my health issues. And mm-hmm. I didn't know about health coaching. I didn't know about this holistic health. So all I could do was go to a psychotherapist to help me accept my body's limits and listen to my body. And then I, I was, it was difficult for me to accept that I was going to a psychotherapist, you know, as many people probably has, have, has gone through that. And then my brother said, you know, it's so absurd that we think it's so normal to go to a personal trainer to work on our body's physical health um, or to go to a doctor, but then for the mind and the soul, it's, it it was still something absurd. That's like 12 years back. It was still yeah. something that you just don't do going to a psychotherapist, right? To work yeah. on your Dignitized. mental health. Yeah, there's a bit right. of stigma around that, you know, and particularly I do work with corporates and it's not a word that people, mental health is still a little bit stigmatized. Now it's getting a lot better, which is great. Um, but in the workplace in particular, there seems to be a hesitancy around that word um, or burnout because people don't want to be seen to not be able to cope and um, you know, I think that it's getting a lot more open, which is great. Uh, look, I've been to um, I've been to a therapist myself. I, I've I've taken or I'm, I'm currently taking um, 
like like call it a mood enhancer or an antidepressant but again it was just it's due to this period of my life that it's actually helping me to to think clearly and i'm also pairing this then with with things that help my 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 mental health like um decluttering the amount of responsibility i'm taking on so you know this podcast is is one of my two main commitments this week whereas before i had maybe 20 to 25 main commitments um, and I just think we need to remove the stigma around these things. Um, I remember I was struggling and my mom said to me, like we, you talked about going to see a therapist there and, and feeling maybe that, you know, that bit of stigma, maybe that you didn't want to go there. Or um, again, when I was taking that medication, you know, I remember talking to my, my mother and she said, you're seeing this as some kind of defeat. It's not that it's just something that can help you at this period of time. And that really changed my mindset on it. And as a result, you know, I am uh, thinking clearer. I'm feeling a lot better this last couple of months and I've taken serious strides in, in terms of my, my life. So that's not to say that I won't have down periods again or, or whatever else. But I think um, I do think it's vitally important that we see the place that that certain medications have when we pair it with also then making efforts with things like cognitive behavioral therapy um, and like a lot of the time with therapy, it can be backwards um searching so we could be looking for you know some reason why we're struggling something to do with our childhood and and um, i think that's more of a freudian approach to it and it has its place certainly and then cognitive behavioral therapy is looking more at the thought process and mm. how certain thoughts come into our mind and how we then deal with that so i think we certainly need to get a balance between because sometimes i think we can be too backwards looking looking for reasons and sometimes that's an endless it's sort of an endless hole sometimes and we may never get a, a conclusion from that so so then i do think there's definitely value in looking at how we respond to to thinking patterns in the now um, and how we create meaning in the now in terms of our life in terms of putting energy into the right things and how basically how you can feel better as as a result of that and that's what really resonates me about the work that you do maya you know you talk a lot about giving your mind a break, about clearing your calendar, about being a healthy high achiever. And you were the first person who I heard use that terminology. And I've seen so many high achievers achieve highly, but at the expense of, of overall health. And, you know, that's what I love about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Is that mental pushing all the time and trying to be strong and trying to just fit everything into your life and having 20 50 responsibilities like you say and then really not admitting that you might need support you might need help you might need to declutter simplify your life or you might end up in that burnout like you said and and luckily this is kind of getting a bit more normalized the other movement that I see there is that also people start focusing a lot on the gratitude part and starting to meditate and starting to kind of, you know, the mental soul part gets more attention. Mm. And as that part gets more attention, the physical movement part is kind of like, oh, but I'm so busy and I'm already meditating and, and feeling gratitude and I don't have time to to do sports. And I'm definitely one of those people where <laughs> if I work a lot on my mindset and journaling and I love that stuff, then I'm like, hey, oh, wait a minute. When was the last time I really had a good sweat? <laughs> or when yes. was the last time I was? So sometimes I just take a box, I put it on my desk and I'm just working while, while standing up yeah, to try brilliant. to not sit down too much, you know? But mm -hmm. that's what I really want to 
I really want my healthy high achievers to walk away with that today is we talk a lot about decluttering. Indeed, I have a lot of focus on cleaning out your schedule, but I, yeah. what's lacking there is I haven't talked to my audience yet about how can you really implement those mini moments of movement? Because mm. also that we know influences your mood, makes you feel better and your body just needs it to detoxify and for all kinds of functions. Yeah, for sure. And that's why you hear about something like the runner's high. It's like this idea that, you know, you're getting these endorphins that that you're, you're, you're kind of creating, you're multiplying them, and it's going to help you to feel better. Now, we, we don't always enjoy it exactly there and then. Sometimes it's tough. Um, but let me talk to your listeners about, first of all, what I think the beauty of exercise is and why I became a personal trainer. Um, so from a young age, I've been very into it, right? And I understand that not everybody is or not everyone will share that same passion for exercise that I do. Their passions may lie elsewhere. Now, it just so happens that exercise, and I'm not going to go into, you know, why, why exercise is so important. We know that that's well publicized. But what I am going to go into is how to make it a habit. And also, if you don't enjoy it, how to make it an enjoyable or reasonably enjoyable for yourself. So I think... First of all, it is to find what it is that you enjoy. So you mentioned uh, before we came on air, you mentioned uh, salsa. And so for some people, exercise and getting a sweat on comes from music and dancing. And that's perfect because for, for me, me, it does. Yeah. You know, so so I think a big thing is that's movement. So I would probably more look at exercise in the sphere of movement so how can we create movement in our lives so for some people it'll be enrolling in a salsa class they'll find that more enjoyable than going and joining a gym mm. um where i live here in dublin i'm by the coast and you have people who swear by a sea swim every day so they'll go in rain hail or shine they'll go into the sea because they just feel that it has that rejuvenating quality um, for them, that it helps them to feel refreshed, awake, even if it's only, say, a two minute dip, because often it gets so cold that that's about all you can go in for unless you're wearing a wetsuit. Um, and they they put aside that time for, for themselves. So, so number one is try and make it enjoyable by picking an activity that, that you like. Okay, so you might have to scour back to your PE days at school. Some people didn't find them enjoyable at all. But what I would say as well as if you're really struggling to come up with something here, then realize that, and I am going to hit you with one stat, because if we're, if we're in a sedentary lifestyle, uh, that's actually linked to 35 chronic health conditions. So, mm. so that's a big reason for, for doing the following. If you're not big into any of the, the areas I just mentioned, dancing, um, you know, swimming, going to the gym, um, then what you, you, you need to do is be aware that, okay, that can be to the de detriment of your health. So maybe think of, can I pair my exercise with an activity that I enjoy at least? So go on the treadmill while watching a TV program that you really enjoy. Um, and, and that's just called task matching. And that's actually a good example of effective multitasking. Cause a lot of the times of multitasking, which I know you've mentioned is ineffective, but this is matching a mental task with a physical task, which can actually work quite well. So, you know, we're watching our favorite TV program while being on the treadmill or doing some kind of a yoga mat workout with some stretches. And I know on the, on the achievers, uh, the healthy high achievers, um, you know, a group that you have that the last person was talking about yoga and things like that. So people can, can check that out. You, you seem to kind of have a, 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 everything for, for everyone there in terms of this sphere, Maya. So I, I'd say that's really big. 
And then what I can happily go on to is how to actually incorporate this in your day to day in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah. And I just want to touch on that, how yeah. I love how you say that you link that physical activity with a mental activity, right? Because men like multitasking to mental activities is just your brain is switching from task to task. It's exactly. not really doing two things at the same time and it burns up a lot of energy, mental energy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love that idea of just moving while you're doing something mental. And I just try to do more meetings on just a WhatsApp call, just yeah. audio. And then I go outside, I walk around, whatever, just to be right. moving and not sitting in front of my computer. Yeah. So I try doing that. But I also love what you say about it needs to be something you really like doing. Or if you don't like doing it, like the treadmill, link let your brain link it to something that you like, like your favorite series. And that's a, a really good brain trick you mentioned there because you're, you're literally tricking your brain into liking that activity because yeah. you link it to something that you do like or you might give yourself a reward afterwards and then your brain's like, okay, let's do this again. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like you've just touched on so many things there. So the reward afterwards can be, can be good. And, and again, it might be something as simple as a coffee, um, you know, or like it depends, like everyone has a different reward mechanism or even just noticing how good you feel. That's a reward mechanism in and of itself. And, and that ties in nicely with how to create a habit out of this. So it's called the three R habit loop. And it's, it's very, very easy to remember. Okay. So the first thing that we need is a reminder to do a specific routine. Okay. Whether that is um, a reminder on your phone at let's say 11, a.m. and 3 p.m., two typical times that, you know, everyday workers can find they hit a bit of an energy slump, that kind of after lunch and the, the lead up to lunch time. So that can be a great time to get a bit of movement in. So that's the first R is, is reminder. The second R then is routine. So what routine are you going to follow? And this is where you might need some coaching or a little bit of outside help. Um, for this. And I'm happy, Maya, to do it. I know we've got the camera here, so I can bring people through a guided two-minute stretch um, in, their, in their chairs. We can, we can do that here live. Um, oh. And I can, I'll also supply, supply the link um, for you in the show notes of the, the five-minute routine that I know you did already today. So um, we'll provide listeners with, with plenty of options on that. So that's routine. So that's the second R. And then the third R is really important. And you mentioned it. It's the reward. And sometimes the reward is at the end of the week going and getting a latte and a muffin. Because, you know, we're human beings. We, I personally really don't find these extreme diets where it's, it's a all or nothing to be a particularly successful long term. So I encourage people to enjoy their treats um, to the max and realize we're human and more the 80 20 rule where we try and eat good stuff 80% of the time. And, you know, you can have, have those treats 20% of the time. And, and even then, if you're in that 80 20 category, you're still better off than the vast majority of, of the population in the, in the developed world. So I would say, um, I would say definitely um, have a think about that kind of thing. So that's it. So the reward could be that it could be a latte and a muffin or very simply just noticing the energy benefits of a little bit of movement that you've come back to your desk and all of a sudden that task that you were stuck on, you know, you've had a bit of a creative breakthrough because you've given yourself a little break or you just feel more energetic for you. You meant taking a call on WhatsApp 
And I, I like that because actually there's the added tonality benefit when we're more upright um, and you can actually hear that in people's voice and that can come across as being more passionate, more engaging. So there's, you know, oftentimes there's, there's other benefits to these, these little acts of, of movement. Mm, that makes me think I should do more of my podcast episodes while standing up because I'm sitting down now. Are you standing yeah, up yeah. or sitting down? Yeah, it's something you could think about. Again, I actually think it's not it's not one or the other. I sometimes it's nice to have a conversation with someone sitting down as well. So it's more just like you're doing for the calls. But it again, in terms of even when we're seated, um, if you want to open up your diaphragm, just make sure you're sitting on your your sit bones. So that's one thing I can do before we go through the stretches is just describe those sit bones that are at the bottom of your, your bum. I won't get up and show on camera because it's uh, it's it's not very elegant, but we can all find them and locate them. They're just at the bottom of our, our bums and you can actually scooch around on your seat until you find them two sit bones. Okay. And you yeah. already notice Maya here. I can already notice that you're sitting more upright. Yeah, I am. Because I was leaning in to talk to you, you know, but I should sit more upright. Well, exactly. And I mean, again, you're going to adapt it to whatever your activity is, but for, more often than not, if we're in front of the computer, if we're sitting on those sit bones, we're going to, we're just going to have a better posture. Um, and sometimes we get into suboptimal posture when we're in what's called a flow state and that's okay. As long as outside that flow state, we make a little bit of effort to sit more upright or do a little bit of stretching to, to offset that. Cause you know, you'll, I'm sure agree with me, the flow state's a beautiful state to get into. And, you know, we can't always get into it if we're trying to do everything perfectly, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. we have to allow these suboptimal postures as well in our day. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, there's so much in this episode already. Um, and I think we're only halfway. Thank you so much, Declan. Just one question. Are you standing up or sitting down right now? Uh, right now I'm, I'm sitting down. Yeah, I'm uh, sitting down. Right <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. And for my podcast listeners, um, you can always check out this video on YouTube. You can watch us. And actually, you might want to do that now because let's do like a two minute stretching exercise. I'm, I didn't know this one was going to be interactive, but I'm loving it. And, um, yeah. and then after that, I just want to close off this interview with just a couple of tips on how to, if you don't have time for your routine, you know, if a day just explodes and it's ex extremely busy and life mm -hmm. gets chaotic sometimes, um, a, a few more tips on how to just move more in your daily life. Beautiful. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Okay. So let's start with this routine. So sitting on those sit bones, if you haven't found them yet, stand up. Okay. And put your hands at the bottom of your bum and just find those sit bones, locate them, and then sit down again. And you should be more upright, okay? Um, if you still haven't found them, Google it. Google uh, <laughs> can often be quite helpful for these things. So we're oh, all sitting upright. Yeah, exactly. So we're all sitting upright. Now, we're just going to very, very simply, what I want you to do is just drop your right ear towards your right shoulder. Love it, Maya. I love that you're joining in. You're a great host. Yes, loving it. Okay. I did your five-minute energizer this morning, and I love that. So I feel like I have a day of um, Declan stretching exercises. Of movement, exactly. So we're just pulling down now slightly, just to add to that stretch. And it, just go to feel your body's natural limits. And then lastly, on this stretch, turn your chin towards your armpit and hold it for five, four, three, two, one okay beautiful so let's just slowly bring it to the other side so left ear towards left shoulder and just let that stretch for a few seconds 
And we're just going to add to that stretch now. And then I just want you to turn that chin in towards the armpit for five, four, three, two, and one. Okay, so for any yogis on the on the podcast here and listening, any of the, the healthy high achievers, um, what I want to do now is, is a little kind of uh, seated version of the, the cat to cow transition. So what we do here, Maya, is we, we curl our chin down and we roll out our upper back. And then what we do is we push our chest through and open out. And we're just going to do that twice more. So let's breathe in on the way down, chin tucked. And open out and breathe out. And last one, big breath in. Curl up. And just a big exhale. Okay, beautiful. I never Still did look. this while sitting down. Loved it. The yeah, it's cool, down. right? Because it just shows we don't always have to get out of the seat as well. So we can do some stretches just while we're here. So last thing then, Maya, is just want you to warm up your hands. So everyone who's watching to warm up their hands. And then with the, the kind of heel of your palm, place it on your cheekbone. So just under the eyes on both sides. I have to take off my glasses here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now wrap those fingers around your head. So just wrap them and close your eyes. Okay. So the average office worker is sitting for 9.3 hours a day. And oftentimes the eyes are working um, during all of those hours by looking at the screen. So this is to give the eyes a break. So mm. should the how are you feeling? I was like, what, what am I stretching here? But now I get it. I love it. <laughs> so the eyes are a muscle as well. So that's why it's really nice, like any muscle group, to, to either engage them or, or give them a break. Because many times the eyes are actually being overworked. Um, and now so the sun can... is like surprising me when I open, when I <laughs> open up again. <laughs> yeah. And so what I would say is, so if people have their eyes closed now, you probably notice that you might have had a few speckles at the start that oftentimes they'll die down a little bit. And I just want you to take a couple of deep breaths here and just say to yourself, I have nowhere that I have to be and nothing I have to solve. I give myself permission to relax. few more deep breaths, allow those eyes just to relax. And then on the next out breath, I'd like you to just open your eyes and open your palms and rejoin us. And just check in with yourself, see how you feel. That was a mini meditation right there. Exactly, exactly. And you asked the question, you know, about how can people incorporate this into their busy days? Well, I mean, we just spent two minutes there, you know, and you described it as a mini meditation, feeling good. We moved a little bit. And, you know, more often than not, if we're really honest with ourselves, we have 168 hours in a week. So even if we don't look at it as a daily basis, 168 hours, at least three of those days, we can be getting in 
we can be getting in some kind of movement. And for those days where you're particularly busy, a micro dose of movement, like what we've just done. So that between two and five minutes um, of that, you can use the Energizer link that, that I'll send to that Maya did this morning and they'll be in the show notes or you can use what we've just done here. But um, for sure, on really busy days, you can squeeze that in. The other thing is, if you have a really busy day, sometimes for a lot of people, and I know particularly the people that are in your community, we're all high achievers. We're striving um, to do good things. And I think sometimes we can try and do too much. So I'd say if there's a day where you don't get your exercise in, sometimes it's a matter of acceptance and allowing yourself to do that and be like, you know, I'm going to get three workouts in this week. Three out of seven is pretty good pretty darn good. So well done today. I took it off or today I just wasn't feeling well, but I'll eventually catch up. So yeah. again, it depends where you're at. If you're in that more sedentary um, category, you got to start small and build up your confidence. So start off with these stretches and, you know, and, and then build your way into it. There's a great book called the, the power of mini habits. And I just can't remember the gentleman's name who wrote it, but he talks about starting his exercise journey by simply uh, beginning with one push up. And he could barely do a push-up in his first day. And then he committed to keep doing these push-ups. And eventually that one push-up a day turned into a commitment to do three gym sessions a week of 40 minutes. Um, mm. So the, the small little wins really do help with, with long-term um, long sustainable exercise, mindfulness, nutrition um, actions. Yeah, that's so key. And I remember um, learning about habits is also just showing up, creating that habit in your brain. Even when you don't feel like exercising that day, put on your exercising clothes and then change again to your normal clothes. <laughs> just that habit yeah. of doing it is programming your brain to, to do it. Then it becomes easier next time. And like this week, I'm trying to get back to my Zumba routine and I'm actually doing it with my best friend on Zoom. She's in Belgium. So that's the nice. reward right there, right? We're, we're talking about life, we're having fun, and then we're dancing. Yeah. And I was trying to do it by myself the rest of the week. And this week, especially for high achievers, perfectionists, it's just so important to sometimes be, be kind to yourself. And I mean, I, I had so much going on this week, so many changes in my life in general, mm -hmm. that... I just forgive myself for not having the space right now to move, but I did walk around a lot and I did have many things to organize and arrange in the city center. So in the end, I did get my movement in. So sometimes yeah. it's about reframing, saying, okay, how I didn't do my routine, but did I move? And if I didn't move, okay, why? Okay, it's fine. I just needed a rest and it's fine to listen to my body, to give my body yeah. that rest. So thank you, Declan, for this routine, for these tips. This is like a, this podcast is a bomb of a million uh, very awesome <laughs> tips about mini movement, right? And um, just to close off, is there anything that you want to tell the audience, Healthy High Achievers, on what you're working on or just the last tip? Yeah, um, no, what I would say is just if you want to find out more, you can find me at performancetrainer.com. So, and trainer spelled T R E A N O R. Because as it happened, that's my my surname. So it was written mm. in the stars. I'd end up in this this area of health coaching, um, and you can find me under that um, on Instagram or uh, underscore trained perform on um, on Twitter. So yeah, if you've got any questions as well, following up from what came up today, you can always ask me on 
decknutperformancetrainer.com because uh, you know sometimes people mightn't have, have grasped something 100% or they want to, to, to kind of find out where to follow up a little bit on it. But other than that, I know my you do great show notes and, and some reason that so you can you can provide the links and all i want to say is a thank you to you maya as well i think you run a really great uh, community which i'm part of the healthy high achievers community and um, i love the concept i think it's so important and the whole concept around this idea of creating meaning by you know focusing on the meaningful few instead of the trivial many so c- congrats to you and all the great work that you're doing I love how you framed that. The trivial few or the, what was it? So the meaningful few over the trivial many. And this is ah. an idea from Essentialism by Greg McGeown, which is a great book as well on the, that whole area of, of really getting, you know, getting down to, to what those most important tasks are in terms of your work life and your personal life. Okay, love that. And thank you for being part of Healthy High Achievers. You share some awesome resources as well on the platform. And it was so nice talking to you today. Thank you for everything you taught us. And I see you next time. Bye. My pleasure. Bye. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends, anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there.